This episode of The Buzz is brought to you by Bank Automation Summit US 2024. This annual event is tailored to resonate with financial services professionals focused on business optimization through technology and automation. Learn how to overcome implementation challenges by hearing firsthand from C-level executives from institutions, including Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citi, and more. There's no better place to get a read on the competition than at Bank Automation Summit US 2024. Register now at bankautomationsummit.com. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Today is February 26th, 2024. The Buzz welcomes Greg Adelson. He is the Chief Operating Officer at tech provider Jack Henry. He will take on a new role in July as Chief Executive of Jack Henry as Dave Foss retires and moves into his new role as Executive Board Chair. Greg is here to discuss how the transition is going and how he will continue to support Jack Henry's ongoing tech modernization strategy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for, for having me today, Whitney. So, so just uh, to be clear, I don't officially start till July the 1st. Um, so uh, Mr. Mr. Dave Foss will be in that chair until uh, July the 1st. Um, but I'm super excited about the opportunity to take over this great company and, um, and kind of uh, lead us to the, to the next phase of our growth. But as far as my background, uh, you know, I have an accounting degree. Uh, so I started in financial services, actually out of school. I, I started outside of financial services, but I got into financial services in 1996 uh, and had several different roles in uh, both the uh, credit card acquiring and issuing side of the business. I've also uh, had some executive roles along the way, president titles and COO titles uh, at at several different companies before I landed at Jack Henry in 2011. When I came into uh, Jack Henry, we had just acquired our bill pay business called iPay, and uh, that was acquired in 2010. I started in 2011 when the founders uh, had left. And so I ran that business for three years, um, got promoted uh, to run all of our payment businesses, which included our card business, bill pay, and our remote deposit capture business. And I did that until 2019 uh, when I was uh, asked to become the chief operating officer. So uh, I was in that role for for the last four and a half years, and I picked up the president title uh, right around two years ago, and and now I'm honored to, uh, to take that next step. Great. Well, thank you so much for for kind of setting the scene there a little bit on your on your journey um, and where you've taken um, or what you've been doing at Jack Henry as well. Before we get into some some future looks, it would be great if you could talk us through your role today, what you've been doing um, at Jack Henry as of late that's preparing you for for CEO. Yeah, and I think it really goes more into uh, my experience as the chief operating officer and, again, most recently as president. So, you know, I've had responsibility. You know, we have about 7,200 employees, and uh, right now about 6,800 of those report into my organization. So I have total responsibility for all of our product lines, all of our technology uh, infrastructure, uh, and our sales organization as well. Uh, So really, the only things that don't report to me today are legal risk, uh, finance and HR. And so, you know, as part of that preparation, you spend a ton of time with clients and spend a ton of time with uh, the folks that are really kind of making the sausage, as we like to say. And so it's been it's been a great experience to, um, you know, be a part of the strategic decisions that we have been uh, building uh, over time. And so I think that's one of the things that uh, should be a comfort level for 
for our customers and partners and and really even our associates is that I've been a very integral part of building out the strategies that we're executing on now, uh, as well as other strategies along my way uh, being here, especially our card uh, platform migration and a couple of acquisitions that I was uh, was key in. So I think, you know, everything that, that I've done, not only in my current job, but even in past roles uh, in, in other companies, you know, they all help prepare you for whatever that next step is going to be. And I I, uh, I definitely uh, take time to learn from those I work for, uh, those I work with, and try to kind of blend those those uh, learnings into uh, what will continue to be the philosophy that I, I, I use today. Now, speaking of some of those strategies, and I know that you talked through a couple of those that you've been a part of, um, I've been following along Jack Henry's cloud native strategies, tech modernization. Maybe you could talk us through how you'll continue to approach this ongoing effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, most people need to, I guess, maybe understand our tech modernization st- uh, strategy. So it's real, really rebuilding the traditional core and non-core functions uh, into a flexible cloud native portfolio of services and solutions. And I think that's important for people to understand because we're we're doing we're taking an approach that's much different than those that uh, are in the market today, especially our our largest competitors, where we're taking um, the components of the core and we're actually breaking them out into uh, discrete, you know, kind of what we call uh, kind of components and building each of one of those uh, in a cloud native API first uh, technology set. And then we're taking some of the, the some of our newer products that we've rolled out most recently, Bano Business, Financial Crimes Defender, uh, Pay Center, other things like that that have been out on the market for a little while, which all have been built with the same type of, of, of mindset. And we're putting them onto a single platform, which we call JH Platform or Jack Henry Platform. And so that is really going to enable uh, our clients to have access to everything they need to run their financial institution in a in a single platform. But it gives them all the advantages that the cloud offers. So, uh, you know, things like uh, uh, high system availability, real time processing, uh, streamlined, uh, you know, kind of operational or what we call DevOps, you know, your ability to bring products to fruition uh, you know, much more quickly or make changes and, and feature enhancements much more uh, quickly as well. So that's been a big part of, of really driving uh, that that part of our um, our mindset. And so I think when you look at, at really what our competitors have done, where there's been less focus on really trying to break the core in and really trying to just build some level of um, cloud nativeness or public cloud nativeness uh, to their solution sets. Uh, it's taking a little bit longer. It's much more of a bigger lift uh, than than what we're able to do as part of our uh, our strategy. Maybe I'd ask you to take that just a step further about that that need and the demand for for a one platform approach, or maybe even talk through uh, what a siloed approach looks like and why there's a need for the single platform. Well, the single platform will enable uh, a lot of things. So we're able to take both Jack Henry products and third party products and integrate them into the platform. Also, when you think about uh, the historical view of how core processing 
has worked in, in, you know, even at Jack Henry for, for 40 plus years is that there's multiple cores that a customer could be presented. And so Jack Henry, you know, fortunately, we only have three banking cores and one credit union core, but a lot of our competitors have 15 to 20 different cores. So the, the opportunity for us and for our clients is to have all of our develop, development going in eventually. And again, this isn't going to uh, totally happen for, for many, many years because we're continuing to invest in our existing cores. But to allow the investment, the flexibility, uh, the, cre- the innovation to all happen on a single platform. And when that is, uh, you know, when that is part of the process, you truly will have banks and credit unions operating on a on the same platform with their own idiosyncrasies that 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 apply. But uh, again, speed to development, uh, the ability to have those fintechs all integrated into only one platform, so they're all going to be very interested in working with Jack Henry because they only have to do that one time instead of you know, what they have to do with a lot of our competitors today. Uh, so it's it's really part of what um, we view as the uh, the long-term view of this industry. Uh, and again, making it simpler to do business with Jack Henry, uh, but more importantly, being able to be innovative faster uh, than, than we have today or really what the industry has seen today. Thank you. And thank you for breaking that down. Now, I know that you talked a little bit more long-term and, and bigger picture, but maybe we could talk a little short-term too on what really is top priority when it comes to this tech modernization strategy. What are those more short-term uh, short-term investments that you're making? So we've made, we've made several. Um, so some to date that we're still kind of finalizing and then others that uh, are part of the, the rollout of the various components. But you know, short term, what we we really wanted to do was build out uh, what we call the shared services mindset, and that is ensuring that uh, we build things one time and are utilized in multiple uh, multiple places. And so, in the in the past, you know, each of our uh, individual product groups, and and we basically operate about nine different uh, product groups. They may have the same need for a particular feature or functionality that each of them would build individually into their own uh, their own product sets. So we may have something that is built, you know, four or five different times in potentially different ways. Uh, so from a cost standpoint, you know, you're using those resources to build something that you could have just done one time. And so now we are only building things one time and using it in multiple areas. So that shared services men- mindset uh, provides a couple things. So obviously a, a cost you know structure that's improved, but more importantly, like I said, for <laughs> excuse me for our uh, our clients is our ability to innovate much more quickly. So when something needs to change or things are changing regulatory wise or or anything, we're able to make that change one time, and then the APIs will you know be utilized in each of those product sets. So a huge advantage, and that's been a big focal point for us. And we have several examples of things that we've already done uh, to make that happen. And then I think the we're, we've been focused on getting our wires platform out. Uh, so that's been the very first component that's come out of the uh, out of the JH platform tech modernization story. Um, and then I did mention things like uh, Bano Business and Pay Center and Defender, which are all components that will sit on top. But the big focus for 2024 
is around a, uh, a couple of things. So one is what we call data broker. And it's basically a single repository where all of the Jack Henry products data uh, sits that gives uh, the institution the ability to utilize that data in a lot of different uh, ways uh, in a very simplistic way. And also uh, over time, we'll have some, some generative AI type uh, capabilities in there as well. And then we're adding to that data broker solution a product called Executive Dashboard. And that's really being built for the C-suite executives at the bank or credit union that will allow them to do deep dive insights truly in real time. Uh, You know, I sit in meetings all the time where some of our CEOs are in there and literally have they're on their computer, you know, hit refresh, refresh, refresh uh, to try to get the latest data on their institution. And um, so not all that data is in real time for them today, you know, based on, you know, either using us or somebody else. And so this will be a, a really big, uh, opportunity for our institutions. So we're super excited about getting focused on that. So those are, I think are the, are the most near term things that, that we've either done, uh, or working on right now. Now, speaking of that 2024 roadmap, this would be a, a good pivot to talking about some new technology that's going on um, in the industry right now. I know that you mentioned generative AI. I know that you mentioned um, more access to real-time data. Uh, maybe you could share a little bit more about what new technology you're excited about this year. There's just so much going on in the space um, and even beyond our industry, but maybe you could share a little bit what you're excited about for the opportunity with this new type of technology. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, really, it it starts with AI, right? I mean, that is that is something that is going to revolutionize many industries and will definitely have an impact on the financial service industry in a variety of ways. I mean, things that um, that, you know, have been mundane in the past tasks that you're you're able to eliminate the ability to improve uh, developers, uh, you know, output and um, accuracy, uh, the ability to do some automation specifically in, in some of the tasks, like, you know, we have a call center, there's opportunities for us to improve, uh, the ability to handle some of those tasks and improve our customer service, uh, for our, our clients. Uh, we have some products that we've built out that are specifically, uh, built to assist the institution with their customers, uh, product that we call Bano Conversations and, uh, we actually have done a demo of of how uh, generative AI can be utilized in that particular product. So, it, like I said, everything kind of starts there. You know, we've talked about the public cloud, and the public cloud will have some timing challenges. There's still some regulatory things that need to get uh, worked out, and um, you know, not all of our institutions are are interested in moving to the public cloud, uh, at least from a core perspective. Uh, we have a lot of our products already in the public cloud, but but again, uh, there isn't anybody on a core perspective. So there's some things that people have to get comfortable with uh, before that will uh, you know that will be the mainstream kind of kind of thing. But you know the other stuff that we've been we've been highly focused on is really uh, our ability to enhance our fraud uh, products. So we believe that you know when you talk to the institutions today, most of the CEOs continue to be very concerned about uh, fraud, you know, real-time fraud that comes from Zelle, uh, the real-time payments network that the clearinghouse uh, runs, and of course now the FedNow network. 
So those are those are things that people want to make sure because faster payments equals faster fraud. So we've been highly focused on using um, some solutions that we have. Again, Financial Crime and Defender, I brought up a couple times, which is a product that we've rolled out to help combat that. Um, it does have real-time processing capabilities, uh, something that we have not seen from any of our competitors uh, today that, that are truly real-time. So we believe we're going to have an opportunity to, to help uh, the institutions and some of these, uh, these rails uh, fight fraud a little bit better. Check fraud is another big concern that's been out in the marketplace. And again, this product, as well as other things that we've built uh, internally, uh, are, are focused on on check fraud. Um, you know, you can't do anything today uh, when you think about the, the financial services banking industry uh, without having a really good digital platform. And so we're, we're pretty proud of our Bano platform and a lot of the feature functionality that we have in there that allows, um, you know, that particular platform to be the front door for the institution. So that technology and advancements have all been part of, of uh, really how Jack Henry is, I think, kind of turned the corner. We've always been known as a, a very um, high level service excellence organization, but I think people are now recognizing us as a truly innovative technology uh, company as well. So when you put innovative technology with superior customer service, uh, you know we're starting to see the results of that with our uh, with our sales wins and pipeline growth uh, over the last you know couple of years. So shifting a little bit here, um, I know that we've talked about the technology, the roadmap for 2024, um, a little bit about your background, but we can kind of do a little bit more of a forward look now. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your transition into your new role, how David Foss has helped you prepare, what that has looked like, and what the next couple of months will look like as you guys make this transition. Yeah, great question. And so one of the things that Jack Henry, we, we pride ourselves on are, are very um, succinct and consistent succession planning. So we actually do this uh, every every single individual all the way down to truly the lowest um, manager level we have is responsible for creating a succession plan. And so the, that succession plan gets submitted, uh, gets reviewed. Uh, actually, Dave and I, over the last four years, have gone through everyone's succession plans at, at, at a variety of levels to make sure that we're comfortable. Um, you know, we ask a lot of questions. The teams ask a lot of questions. So the short version of that is, is that, you know, this discussion uh, for my upcoming role has been going on for a while. And so uh, as part of that preparation, uh, obviously, you know, getting into the COO role and kind of living uh, the daily uh, routine of, of, of a lot of involvement with customers and our team and things along that line as part of the, uh, the preparations. But the other part is, is that I've been very fortunate that I've been at Jack Henry almost 13 years and Dave is the only boss I've ever had. And that's important because he, you know, he and I are, are very much aligned on kind of philosophical approach to running the business. Um, we have different backgrounds. I have an accounting degree and he has a, a you know, more of a, a IS degree and information services degree. But, um, but we have a lot of, of commonality and, and again, how we view uh, the company. So, you know, part of that preparation is is really 
understanding some of the things that you don't, you know, you don't see in your COO chair that you're going to see in your CEO chair. So Dave is, you know, given a lot of his time and, and helping me prepare for that. But um, honestly, you know, a lot of it is just through, uh, like I said earlier, kind of working through other roles and positions and um, and understanding that, you know, you can't change your philosophical leadership approach uh, regardless of what role you're in. That's something I've been very consistent in. And so the work that Dave has helped me with, but also just my own background and and trying to be consistent in how I lead uh, is is really what I think has helped prepare me for the role. Great. And thanks so much for talking us through that that timeline and more of the succession plan and, and what those conversations might look like. I know that you also mentioned that you're you're aligned with the strategy with Jack Henry, but maybe you could leave us off here and tell us a little bit more about your unique leadership style, how you expect to to lead as CEO and how you've led in the past. Yeah, thank you. So uh, a couple things. So back to to strategy, just so you again, uh, I kind of uh, put a bow around that is we have been you know building out our tech strategy for for many years. And again, being a part of that, when I took over at uh, as chief operating officer, I wanted to institute a, a program that we called One Jack Henry. And so that really was was positioned around creating the ability for our company to be a better partner with our clients, to be a better uh, partner with the consultants in our industry and creating more opportunities for our associates. Because when you're when you're kind of built as a more siloed company, which kind of comes out of a, a multitude of acquisitions that we've done, we've done 57, I think, in in our 47 year history. And, you know, kind of as a byproduct of that is you tend to get uh, kind of siloed, not not on purpose, but it just happens. And so I wanted to create more consistency and more opportunity. And so I'm kind of leading that up into my leadership style. So as a part of rolling that out and trying to get people behind the program, uh, you know, I'm big about creating a vision um, and then trying to uh, communicate that vision in a variety of manners. Uh, so in keeping consistent with that. But I believe that the only way that this program was going to work was for us to adopt um, what I have have called the four tenets. And those four tenets are transparency, consistency, collaboration, and communication. And my belief was is that if we led our teams using those four tenets, but also had those same uh, principles apply with our customers, um, that we would be the company that we aspire to be using one Jack Henry as kind of the North Star. And so it started with transparency. Well, you know, you want to make sure that you're having direct conversations with your associates. You want to make sure that you're having direct conversations with your customers. And that doesn't always mean that you're going to tell them what they want to hear. You're going to tell them what they need to hear. And so um, one of my mantras was, do what we say we're going to do. And so, uh, you know, let's make sure that we're we're being very transparent on things that we're able to go do and things that we're not. And let's not tell people, oh, yeah, we're going to get to that if we never are. And so I started to create uh, roadmaps that, that kind of applied to that and, and the execution of those. And so that was kind of the transparency mindset. Consistency was really, like I said, you know, making it easier for our associates to um, to cross over into other groups. You know, lots of times in companies, 
people leave a company just because they don't feel like they have an opportunity where they are. Well, the more we kept uh, created consistency in our company, the more that we were going to create career paths because they wouldn't feel like they were jumping to another company just because they were going to a different division. And uh, and we've seen that. We've seen a, a lot more career advancement and opportunities for our associates, but also, again, back to our clients, creating that ability for us to look like one company through consistent processes and approaches and things like that. Collaboration really is all about um, making sure that you're working together as a team in, again, towards that North Star goal. So our our focus has been uh, the more that we get not only diverse uh, folks into our organization, but the more we collaborate across the groups where, again, people would kind of go solve their problems to get it within their own little walls and they wouldn't share their uh, their their advancements of those issues. And so we would kind of recreate the same issue again in another group. And now teams are spending more time collaborating and building products, collaborating to solve customer service challenges things along that line. And then communication is is really what it is. It's just making sure you're talking to your teams, your customers in a variety of mediums uh, to ensure that they're uh, that they're in the know. And uh, the more people are in the know, the more they're they're motivated to go solve uh, whatever the, the next problem is. And so we've seen that that's kind of been the leadership style that has worked for me uh, really in all my my roles and uh, so I wanted to make sure that that was something that was a focal point for here. Great. And that that definitely comes through. And thank you so much for breaking down those, those four areas of focus. And and it really stands out the the consistency and making sure that not everything changes at once. Right. And I think that goes back to what you were saying about just these long term conversations and and having these succession plans in place. And it all kind of connects those dots um, as you do have change in leadership. So thanks so much for breaking that down. Sure. No. Before we close out, anything that we missed that we didn't touch on that you wanted to be sure to? No, I think one thing I'd like to do is I'd, I'd like to give a, a, a real shout out to Dave Foss. Um, you know, Dave's been our CEO for eight years. He's done a tremendous job. Uh, he's been a tremendous leader, mentor. Uh, and uh, I'm like I said, I'm very humbled and excited about uh, assuming the next role. But uh Dave has given me a ton of opportunities at this company and, uh, you know, he's he's moving into an executive board chair role, so he's not going too far. Uh, but uh, but uh, and he'll be there, you know, if, if I need him as our board chair. But it's been a it's been a real pleasure uh, working with Dave and he's done a great job for Jack Henry and uh, and his legacy will be one that will be remembered for a long time. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.